This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hi there, everybody. These are your faithful disaster diving into co-hosts. I thought you were going to say disaster divas, and I got so excited. Oh, man. Well, there it is. Oh, we're the disaster divas. divas. Yeah, I thought you were the disaster girls. We We are. We are the disaster. The podcast is disaster girls, and by our trade, we are now disaster divas. (laughs) Now that we've made this into, we've, we've advanced from the literally years-long conversation process. Of, that we should do this podcast? Yes, that it took to get to this point. Yeah. And, and finally, here we are delivering a product Man. to you that is Disaster Girls. Yeah. I love that it's going to take five episodes before Disaster Divas ever comes up again. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right about A little, oh, little behind the curtain, we've we recorded four episodes already. Yeah. We should splice it in occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> disaster Divas. Just nonsensically, yeah. you know. Sub- subconsciously. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the, what happened in Utah? Disaster <laughs> divas. Yeah. What? Just what a bunch that? of uh, you're getting a bunch of Easter eggs. Yeah, here. No, exactly. Yeah, this is like the uh, the thread that connects it all yeah. together. Yeah. There's gonna be people with red string. And we just wanted to welcome you all here. Yeah. And you know, you you hear from the introduction uh, what this podcast is about. We are gonna deep dive into an array of different kinds of disaster movies, and it's really just based on the passion. Uh, yeah. That both of us have for these films, and and me uh, generally, I am an I am a connoisseur of trash. Mm. <laughs> that is mm. that is um, I I like refined things. I like elegant things in my pop cultural tastes, but I also just ingest a lot of trash. You I like am, Taco Bell and uh, whatever a fancy restaurant is. Sorry, I, I was very poor. I, I, like I don't. Regular, that was perfect. You like she likes Taco Bell and Spago Bell. I like regular <laughs> Taco Bell and then also Demolition Man Taco Bell, oh, where the it best is Taco Bell. yeah, where it is an elite. Experience experience that that only the elite dine at so yeah and uh, yeah that and i i am a transformers enthusiast you are i i am a horror film specialist yeah i just bring it all run it down the funnel and i'll catch it at the bottom hell yeah (laughs) and we should establish you know you are connoisseur of trash but this podcast is not there's a certain type of trash we're not calling so here's the thing is that we're not she's a connoisseur of trash Mm -hmm. but we both agree that disaster movies might be one of the purest forms of entertainment yes of course so this is like i, I think we uh, at some point in the opener and the tri- thing describe as an unironic yeah. examination yeah and so yeah oh it's, yeah it's no, I, I only do sincerity yeah and, and i think we should it's fair you to do you do deeply love trash like yeah. you yes. you don't it's love it in ironic, ironic. No. no no it's the enjoyment you get out of it it's yeah. that satisfaction of the first bite of a like, McDonald's French I fry. I saw I Know Who Killed Me starring Lindsay Lohan in theaters yeah. and then I rented it and watched it three nights in a row and Incredible. you don't do that for a joke when you're just by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> in your parents' home in the dark of night. That's amazing. That's because you want to. Oh, Jordan. Uh, that's me. You truly are a... a Crunchy wrap gordita of a person. <laughs> oh, man. Just so many layers. I, I think we it is important to establish along with that unironic uh, uh, appreciation is that this is not, I think, you know, like you've talked about, Sharknado is yeah. not going to be a movie that gets covered no. here. It's got to be earnest yeah. attempts at a great disaster movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, That's the cutoff point. is, I think, like, 
the Sharknado era of Sci-Fi Channel. Because yeah. mm-hmm. before that, Sci-Fi Channel kept trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, they're like, oh, we don't have to try. Yeah, Sharknado was a hit, and they were like, well, shit, I yeah. guess yeah. we can just... Yeah. The scary movie version. Like, totally. As yeah. in the send-up, the scary yeah. movie version of a disaster yeah. film. This, we can't be doing the films that are nodding and winking at the camera. They've yeah. got to be... No, yeah, it has to be. In. They truly thought they were making a movie that would be of substance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roland Emmerich which, truly thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why all those movies are about something else, which is one of the things that we kind of cover when we're talking about the movies is like, what is this really about, though? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always a subtext beneath the text. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess I should introduce myself as well. Yeah, that's 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 what I was about to ask. Uh, I was like, Amanda, I'm just getting, so Amanda and Jordan, let's 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 tell the people who you are. What's your background, Amanda? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, so my background's a weird old mix. Um, I am. I went. I have my undergrads in screenwriting. I pretend sometimes to be a writer, but not a working one, mm-hmm. um, because I like it as a hobby. And then I try to get paid for it, and I get anxious, and then I stop doing these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really, my main outlet now is Twitter. There you go. Yeah. That's what I do the things at. Um, so I am a Twitter person. Mm-hmm. And then I have about two thirds of a geology degree. Ooh, <laughs> which I will occasionally bring forth when I'm talking about science. Yeah, yeah that's going to be really, that's going to be actually really useful for us. Like yeah. That's the perfect so amount of a geology degree well, to have for this podcast. Totally. I have, yeah. I have just enough to be like, eh, no. But then, like, I didn't, I failed chemistry three times. Yeah, yeah, right. There you go. Because I didn't show up to class ever. <laughs> I know that kind of failing. Yeah, it was yeah. like it wasn't so much failing as it was like uh, I took it and I was like, "This is at a weird time. I don't want to take this again. I don't want to come to class anymore." Yeah. And then I I would stop and I'd be like, "I'll yeah. take chemistry again. Mm-hmm. I'll pass it this time." <laughs> and then I would take get about three weeks in. I'd be like, "This is boring. Yeah, oh yeah, you can't see any of these things. You can't. <laughs> you are in t- you are not supposed to lick anything in chemistry, Ugh. which is the opposite of what you're supposed to do in geology. Wow, yeah. you are supposed, supposed to, to lick things in geology. That's really? special. Yeah, that's how you identify what salt is. Okay, yeah." yeah. Yeah, so you lick the rock salt to okay. determine if it's a rock salt. Or okay. Not. There's yeah. so many subjects I wish that was a way of studying. Yeah. Well, there's certain. So you're not supposed to well, lick. Well, I, I a whole basically breakdown. study pop culture, and I wish you, that was you a part could of it absolutely, too. Absolutely. You, <laughs> you should be licking all of your subjects. Uh, <laughs> if only. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's, that's my background. Right is and I just I loved I have loved disaster movies since Twister. That was the first one that I remember being like, "Wow, this is everything mm-hmm. I want in a film." Mm-hmm. Um, I love. I think that at one point when we were discussing like what makes a disaster movie and my stance was anything that can destroy your city in Sims. Mm. That's a, yeah, I like that metric. Yeah. And that's my metric. And that's mostly because when I played Sims, the only thing I understood how to do with that game yeah. was just how to destroy the city. It was I, the like, only thing I I'd ever want to see. Yeah, was like the Godzilla monster come out and just crush your city and then a volcano erupts and you're like, yeah, that's normal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's how Why that not? works. <laughs> so in sum, um, love these movies just deeply. <laughs> like I own many of these films on DVD and will continue to buy them on DVD because yeah. I want to have hard copies. Amazing. I don't want to be hindered by like what's leaving Netflix. Right. I want to be able to watch Volcano whenever I need to watch yes. Volcano. Yes. I, I need to be clear on one thing. Uh, when you say DVD, do you mean Blu-ray disc? No, or no, do you no. Mean I mean like full-on DVD. I don't have wow. a Blu-ray player. That's incredible. Do I have a Blu-ray? Does an Xbox 360 play yes. DVDs? Oh, wait, 360, Blu-rays? no. See, that's the thing, is I have a 360 that hasn't red-ringed yet, so I'm just holding on to it. Got it, got it. Um, So Smart. DVDs. 
There you yeah. go. Man, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, how about you? What's your background? Uh, I am by by study and by trade. I am a journalist. I have been now for, gosh, what are we at? 14 years. Wow. And uh, I currently work at Vulture. And we are uh, the best at what we do in the pop culture reporting game. Of course. And I, there, um, I'm also the trash specialist. That nice. is something I've fortunately been able to monetize that's in great. my life, which that's is amazing. very exciting. Yeah. And I'm just, a, I'm an extremely... Like my favorite band is Journey, and I mean it. And I not- thought you were going to say my favorite band is just Five Taylor Swift. Yeah, my, my favorite <laughs> singer is Taylor Swift. My favorite band is, is five Journey. Is, is 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 Taylor Swift when she multiplies? Yeah, uh, when she's singing with her backing tracks. Wow. Um. And so yeah, uh, irony's just never really been yeah, anything you that love I earnestness that wells up inside of you to the yeah. point where it must come out in the form of Steve Perry's just broad vocals. Yeah. Mm. Like, and I feel like these movies, in a way, at times, are the equivalent of like yeah. the bridge of separate ways. Wow. You know, you just i i like spectacle i like yes. i like size and i like the the brightness and enthusiasm of these action movies and when you have things that are really polished and fantastic and and well formed and thoughtful and clever with like deadpool and john wick and the marvel mm. cinematic universe all of which i thoroughly enjoy sometimes you just want a big piece of candy yeah and things that are are serving no higher purpose um, maybe there's uh, another Easter egg. Maybe there's another kind of cinematic universe hidden within yes. uh, a multiverse concerning certain A-list, A-list in their own mind, at least action stars. Um, but yeah, I just I like I like the relentless sensory experience of a disaster movie. High gloss or low or low brow doesn't yeah. matter to me. Eve, I mean, when we watch Mega Fault, and none of those visual effects <clears throat> are even remotely good. Oh no, <laughs> but it's there's something pure in in their yeah. trashiness. Yeah, and I love that aspect of it. I love how bad. I love the. I like sitting there and imagining, um, like all the actors having to react to yeah. the green screen. I enjoy yep. that separation. I'm like, oh god, they had to really act horrified right there. Yeah. To a thing that doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. Or like imagining Hillary Swank have to say a mouthful of words that she doesn't understand the meaning of. <laughs> I enjoy all those aspects. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown are our foremost perhaps actors at screaming at tennis balls and <laughs> and things that don't exist. This is a skill mm. yeah. of the of the modern Hollywood set. Yeah. And we should honor the work that they're doing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, how did you guys meet? We met through a mutual friend that Amanda has known yes. the majority of her life. So we met, I, I had a camp friend that, oh. um, as is as is the custom of, of people of my ilk, Jews. <laughs> um, I really only learned this as an adult that, yeah, that Jewish Jews, folks send we their all kids have, to... We get sent to camps. Yeah. Which is ironic. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> so I, said it so that, I said it so that the Utah didn't have to. I, I remember the first time a friend of mine, very matter of fact, to me said, well, Jews love camps. <laughs> and I froze. Yeah. Fully, it's a real. I fully froze. It's it was a like, real like tiger trap uh, of a sentence right uh, there. Yeah. 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 I like, I did not want to be the one to make that yeah. joke. So I'm glad you did. No, it's so, yeah, no, um, this was not a Jewish kids camp, which like, Again, oh God, there's no way to say that. Now I'm realizing. Yeah. I'm so used to talking about camp with other Jews that like it doesn't occur yeah, to me how a, horrifying. Yeah, and as a Gentile, I think I think every I've, I've definitely there were multiple people that witnessed the oh Jews love camps conversation, and afterwards they looked at me. They were like, "Were you thinking?" I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know if I was supposed to like make light or just not say anything." So yeah, all the the non the non Jews in the room were definitely like, "How do we react? How do we yeah. react?" 
Amazing. Uh, but I'm glad that yeah, like yeah. I, so so Jew, so we went Marin and I were were camp roommates. Uh-huh. Um for a couple of years and starting at what age starting she was 11 i think and i was 13 yeah okay so most of your life yeah yeah so i knew 20 years like i've known her for most of yeah for most of our lives and um she then became friends with you as an adult Mm -hmm. yep and you were her maid of honor at the wedding i was not you were not right but you were you were you served the purpose of maid of honor you were the (laughs) you were the wrangler i will yes you were the wrangler and um I remember being at the wedding and I'd heard many times from, from Marin, oh my God, you'd love Jordan. You have to meet Jordan. She's my best. Like I heard the same thing about Amanda and it inspired within me like a fascination and also deeply threatened feeling Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I watched the entire time that you were being, I was like, she bridesmaiding better than I could. (laughs) And I was like, and and I was like, yeah, she absolutely is. (laughs) She absolutely, you were bridesmaiding better than I would have. My goal was to bridesmaid better than anybody else You bridesmaided better than anyone ever had bridesmaided. Um, But yeah, that was uh, 2015, right? You can shove my dog away, Jason, if you need to. Not like in an aggressive way. Just kind of like redirect him. Just spin him around a little. Yeah, there, there you go. go. That was the dog adorable. has decided to play with a toy directly behind Jason. Um, so yeah, so so anyway, so then you moved down here. Yeah, shortly well, that after. Was, that, so was we met, that was 2015. I didn't really meet you, though, because that was the at the wedding, you were bridesmaiding, and yeah. I was at the table of like... But I remember seeing you, and that I was, was when I first had a visual imprint yes. of you. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and then I and then I moved to Los Angeles three years ago. Which, like in retrospect, what an unfair visual imprint both of us had because we were both in, dressed up in our finery. Yeah, and I looked amazing. You looked fantastic. With the professional hair and makeup done. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I I had put effort into everything about my appearance that day, <laughs> and then the two of us basically are two trash bags of humans in our day to day life. <laughs> I'm low maintenance. We both dress like teenage boys. Yeah, it's that's, great. That's, I don't deny uh, that. Yeah, no, we both do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then I moved here three years ago and I, I only, LA can be an isolating place if you don't have at least a few people when you get started here as it, as it is big and sprawling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a couple key people in place and you were one of them yeah. to really get me set up and get my feet on the ground. Marin essentially said, you two should be friends now. Yes. And then it turned out you lived like a mile down the street from me, yep. which is improbable in LA. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, Much to Amanda's sure. dismay, I bike over to her apartment. Uh, it makes me so crazy, but in okay. the in the dangerous night. Oh, oh my gosh! In it's the just night, every in the dark. I I just want to carry you and wrap you up in a bubble <laughs> and not let you bicycle places. Oh, it's giving you plantar fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> Could be true. I can't. Def- I can't she repeat can't, that. Yeah. But yeah, so and then we've been pretty much like a, a mutual love of yeah. all things pop culture. Yep, yep. Talkativeness, mm-hmm. um, and then just like stubborn refusal to not be friends. Yeah, later, and basically. now here we are. Mm-hmm. We both love a good outdoor patio. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When did uh, when did the idea for doing this podcast come up? I think uh, shortly after I moved here. Honestly, it would have been early on. It's truly been years. Jason, that- when did I meet you? Uh, God, two years ago, probably. Was it 2016? Probably. Okay. That was the year I moved. It was either 16 or 17. Okay, so 20, so it was shortly before I met you because I remember mentioning it to you at the time that I was thinking about doing a podcast with a friend. There's no reason you would remember. I remember mentioning it to you though, because of the fact that at the time you're like, oh, I do podcasts. And I was like, (laughs) okay, sure. (laughs) Sure. You do podcasts, Kai. Um, but I did mentally fall away at that point. Like, oh, maybe I should keep track of like Jason because I will make you do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like that was a hundred percent what I, cause I, you know, I just accumulate like, Oh, how can people be connected? You're very Machiavelli- Machiavellian. I, I am <laughs> deeply, I am so schemy. So, I, yeah. so, so dark hearted and schemy. Yeah. 
So yeah, so that it must have been probably like 2017, 2016, yeah, 2017. Yeah, it's been it's two and a half. That it, makes years. sense. We've right around the time yelling. the world was collapsing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it was sometime after I sat on the floor of your apartment crying during yep. the 2016 election. Yep. Absolutely happened. Which but is the most LA thing that's ever been said on the show. Over, yeah. a, over a gorgeous brisket. Oh my God, you made the yeah. best. Can you, you should make that brisket for us to eat sometime. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Dude, I am and a huge sh- brisket fan. Awesome. Oh, we'll she do made, it. it's, they call it the sadness brisket. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because it somehow got better the more that we cried. Yeah. Oh yeah. De- <laughs> definite comfort food. It was so good. With the, some awesome mashed potatoes. Nice. That was, was a wonderful meal. It was such a great meal. Horrible night. <laughs> we sat on the floor <laughs> eating mm-hmm. that, and it was. Uh, it went from being a victory brisket to yeah. just a an apocalypse brisket. Yeah, to just like... apoca brisket. <laughs> Not quite. It's I mean, an apoca brisket. Fortunately, Amanda will be bringing the portmanteaus. <laughs> she went on a great Twitter riff recently about uh, just uh, the evolution of the water bear in space. Oh, water bears in space. Yeah, the Luna bear. Luna bears. Man. The the tardit. What was it? Was it was it uh, Lunagrades? Lunagrades. I think it was Lunagrades. Yeah, yeah Tardigrades being on sp- in space. Yeah. I was. I am so excited for that because <laughs> they can live just about anywhere. And in like a, a hundred thousand of them or something spilled on the moon surface. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was my people's fault. Sorry, Israelis. Like Israelis spilled a bunch of them on the moon. I don't know. It was weird. Spilling Tardigrades Incredible. on the moon is definitely something that could come up in one of the movies. It, for sure. I, I was just like, oh, yeah. they are going to be irradiated from solar radiation. Yeah. They are going to quadruple in size. Which would make them, them invisible still, still, still not to visible. the naked eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing I thought, there's this there's this um, graphic novel, Paper, um, Paper Girls. Oh. And he comes in with Tardigrades. And he come, there's the yes. giant Tardigrade shows up. Yes. And that's what I thought of was this giant space Tardigrade. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, the moon's going to be populated by tardigrades soon. It's going to be oh, fantastic. Man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we were talking about doing this and every so often we would get together and like one of us would yell the other, each, at the other, we should do this. Yeah, basically. And then eventually we, and you came up with the gene, you came up with the name. Disaster Girls? Yeah, that great was name. you. It's a great idea. Yeah, I feel really good about it. Yeah. Nice. You just, you get that image in your mind of her, yeah. of, of the girl standing yeah. in front of the burning house. I oh, think it absolutely. just immediately springs to mind. And yes. that is us. That is us. Yeah. <laughs> we are taking great pleasure in the burning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else can you do? That'll have to keep from crying. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, cool. I think that's, uh, I think that's all we really need to let the people know what they're getting into. This so. is a, this is a pretty, there's like 90% staying focused, 10% digressions, mm-hmm. yeah. deep and unabiding love for garbage. No question. Yeah. It's, it's all hyper it's distilled. So uh, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let them know, obviously rate and review the show. It's a brand new show. You've got three episodes plus this preview to listen to, uh, on the day of launch. So make sure you listen, you download, that'll help our metrics, uh, reviewing and rating helps our metrics greatly. Uh, and the first few weeks that the show is up, the first two weeks that shows up is like crazy important in terms of, uh, getting visibility and letting people see it. So if you want to share it with friends, if you want to shout it out on social media, all that stuff, make sure you do it. Uh, where, uh, can they find the show on social media? Okay. So we are disaster underscore girls. Or sorry, no, we're not. We're disaster nope. underscore pod. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Disaster underscore pod. Yeah, so make sure, uh, shout it out on Twitter, give it a follow, uh, and then where can they find uh, you both on uh, Twitter on your personal accounts? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at J-O-R-C-R-U, Jor Crew. And you can find me at, at Amanda R. Tubbs. That's Tubbs with two Bs, like the guy from Miami Vice, because mm. that's where the inspiration is. Gotcha. There was a Miami Vice connection. The director of... Oh, wait, that was on a different episode. I was just going to say, the director of The Hurricane Heist directed like three episodes of Miami Vice. Seriously? And I meant to point that out. Anyway. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. But go. it wasn't There's set in Miami. For y'all. It wasn't set in Miami. Oh, that's a confounding oh, wow. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, filmed in Bulgaria. Hey. Yeah, weird. 
Um, and uh, I'm producer Jason, by the way. I will be your producer on uh, this journey. And uh, you can find me at Jason Halftones uh, on Twitter and Instagram and everything else. Uh, and that is it, I think. So everyone listening should go and listen to the damn show. Yeah, tune in. Be cool.com. You never know. <laughs> <laughs>